the 90s? Let's kick it. They were weird. Read my lips. No new Lots of twists. All right, stop. It's morphin' time! And turns. Life was like a box of chocolates. Somebody stop me! Some of it was really good. And some wasn't. But through it all, we had the NBA. It's time for 90s Slam. Welcome to another episode of 90s Slam. I am your host, Scott, and with me is Chris. As always. As always. Thanks for not every time. Well, you know what, though? You are always in our hearts. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, this is an interesting episode. This is not a, a, a traditional episode of ours where we talk about like a season necessarily, although we are going to be talking about some, some uh, year information. Uh, but this isn't about one team or one season or one movie or anything like that, really. This is about a compilation uh, produced by NBA Entertainment uh, about just kind of like the oddities of the NBA, maybe. Uh, it's... NBA's secret stuff. Is that is that right? No, no, it's the <laughs> <laughs> No, very close. It's, I had a full uh, head of steam there. <laughs> yeah, you were great. You were doing Just great. Just stumbled at the finish line. <laughs> it's uh, the secret NBA. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was I was is... conflating it with inside stuff, which is my pathetic attempt to cover up for that really bad. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, and the the idea is that uh, it's it's the NBA that you don't see when you watch a telecast or go to the game because yeah. um, it's the secret is that it's people are mic'd up, yes. coaches are mic'd up, players are mic'd up, referees are mic'd up, yeah, and uh, so it's the the movie is a compilation of all these bits of footage that they have that uh, that's the secret side, and it's not necessarily extra footage. A lot of it is yeah. footage that we have seen before in other NBA uh, movies. So it was definitely fun to revisit some of that and uh, maybe see it in a different light. But before we really get into uh, <laughs> the secret NBA, I almost did it again. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the year that it came out just a little bit. Um, we're gonna save some stuff for another episode, but but we can touch on. 1993 a little bit. Chris, what have you got for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll we'll save a deep dive into current or the, the major events of 1993 for, for when we do that season. But I like doing the movies and some of the music from the years. So, sure, me too. That's fun. So this is a big year for movies. Um, uh, at number one... I mean, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, number two. So number... You've definitely seen number two, three, and four. Okay. Uh, number two is a Robin Williams movie. Mrs. Doubtfire? Exactly. Love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, it's another staple in our household. I love it. And <laughs> the expression drive-by fruiting uh, doesn't get enough play. Drive-by so. fruiting. There's some good, there's some iconic lines. in number three, um, this is a Harrison Ford movie. 
Oh, okay. Is it fugitive? It's the fugitive. Yes. Yeah, I didn't right. kill my wife. I didn't. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah, it's a Check. great scene. I mean, iconic, <laughs> uh, iconic scene where he's standing in that drainage pipe. What a great movie, though, that uh, showcases Chicago as well. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. Every every time I walk by that, I think it's a Hilton now. I'm like, oh, that's where Richard Kimball ran away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a movie. Yep. Is Cook does Cook County stop Hospital still exist? No, I don't think so. I think they tore it down. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right? I, yeah. I, uh, we could be wrong. No, I think that I think you're right. I, um, I feel that way out on the west side over there by yeah right, I right. think so which is which is a shame a shame uh, that was also the subject matter for ER was it not that same oh, hospital I think I never watched ER me like, neither yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I I take it back I did watch one episode that probably came out in like 1997 or 98 yeah. because Scotty Pippen was going to be a guest star on the episode. And so I watched, and and I was like, you know, ten or eleven, yeah. maybe twelve years old when that happened. And I watched all of that episode of ER just for Scottie Pippen to walk in at the very end of the like, literally. There's maybe twenty seconds left in this thing. We got to cram Scotty in, and he walks in <laughs> to like the waiting room of the ER to like pick somebody up or something. And he has one line that's like, "Hi, I'm Scottie Pippen. Is so and so here?" And they're like, "Right this way, Mr. Pippen." End of episode. Yeah, yeah. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be all they, they wrote for him, but we've come to see over the years that Scottie Pippen really does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acting was never his strong suit. Uh, think Mr. Submarine commercial. Well, yeah, and I, I just heard a story after he um, you know, made those comments about Phil Jackson mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. the Tony Kukoc shot. Um, <laughs> someone someone uh, recalled on the radio... The meeting when Scottie Pippen was officially made an, an ambassador for the Bulls. Okay, um, yeah. When he was post-retirement. Post-retirement, yep. yeah. He's not playing anymore. Um, he's an ambassador. He's going to work for the team. He's going to be outreach to you know the fan base and everything. Uh-huh. And when they come back to the United Center after lunch... Uh, Scotty's like, hey, bring me around the backside. I don't want to talk to all these fucking fans out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good old right? Scotty. <laughs> In yep. his first hour of being an ambassador. An ambassador, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they didn't find the right guy for that job. But but they're doing right by Scotty. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's the real... Making up for that contract a little bit, I guess. Or two. Yeah, or two. <laughs> I think twice they, they took him to the cleaners. Uh, didn't pay the man what he was worth. But then they gave him a really creepy statue. So he's got that. Have yeah. you seen the statue that they put? I have put? not, no. The eyes, there's something about the eyes uh, that just... Sculptures ha- are tough. Sculptures are that's, tough. That's you know tough. what? You're right. And and you're right about that. But there's something about these eyes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are in Chicago, <laughs> go check it out. It's, uh, it's something it else. It leaves an impression, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it did in me because uh, I looked at his eyes. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's get back to 1993. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so number number four, I mentioned that earlier that you'd know two through four. Um, this was a movie that we watched in eighth grade at oh. the junior high. Okay. This is a John Voight movie about a human tragedy, a mass, mass, the 
the a genocide. Is this the Schindler, is it Schindler's List? List. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have called Sorry. that a John Voight movie. Uh, I would have been like Spielberg or uh, but 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 okay okay we got there we, we got, got there. How many hints? Would, that was a few hints. Okay. I'm. I'm well, I'm. I thought the eighth grade would do it because nope. I was no. <laughs> do you remember that? that I we do were, remember. Like, we yeah. all watched it as yeah. like an entire class yeah, in like, the auditorium. Yeah, and we like missed classes to do it. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. And for most of us. It was like the most horrendous movie we've ever like well, most yeah. horrendous actions depicted in a movie. Uh, yeah, they did a well. Well, we don't need to really <laughs> yeah, yeah, opine yeah. on Schindler's List and the atrocities uh, depicted therein. But that's good not movie. what this podcast is about. It's not. It's no. not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> What's the next movie? The fifth movie was The Firm. The firm. Ah, I might have. I might have gotten that if you had hinted at like John Grisham or, or something oh, like that. Oh, sure. But probably better to save everyone the multitude of hints that would have taken me. <laughs> yeah. Um, number seven, a classic John Lithgow bad guy movie is oh, Cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. What a great movie! And to see Lithgow play a bad guy, and I feel like he's done that a couple of times, mm-hmm. and he's so good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's got the crazy eyes. He's got range. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, definitely. He cracks me up, man. He's very good. Third Rock from the Sun, I, he's such a good alien. He plays it so well. Totally. Yep. And rounding it out, um, six was Indecent Proposal. Mm. Uh, eight and nine, a Hanksathon over here, Sleepless in Seattle Love. and Philadelphia. Ah. Uh. Sleepless in Seattle is, uh, it holds a special place in my heart uh, because I lived in Seattle. Chris, mm-hmm. you did too. I did. How many times did you watch Sleepless in Seattle? I've never seen it. <sighs> well, that's okay. I've seen, it, <laughs> I've seen it more than enough for both of us. Okay. That movie is um, actually pretty terrifying in hindsight. They're she, communicating like through the classifieds? Or? Uh, it's something like that. So he, his son goes on like a radio show and kind oh. of describes him. He's the single dad. And uh, Meg Ryan's character hears this description and like falls in love with him. And so she starts writing letters to the radio station. The radio station hands them off to him. But she kind of like... I don't want to spoil it for you, but I kind of uh, do. Well, that movie came out 30 years I ago. I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, yeah, well, we might watch it after this. Uh, but she just starts straight up stalking him. It's, oh, it's okay. terrifying, but it's done in like a romantic way. Yeah, that I think yeah. upon first pass, you're I like, oh, that was cute. a romantic cute. aspect to a lot of stalking. Stalking? Well, it's, <laughs> all, it's all born of romance, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Uh, but that movie's also based on an affair to remember. I haven't seen Affair to Remember, oh. uh, but I wonder if it is equally um, stalkerish. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, like a state fair to remember, or <laughs> no, <laughs> a no, a really uh, great state fair. No, no, the, no, a memorably great, memorably great state fair. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the movie that we make. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good one, mm-hmm. Illinois. That's good. Uh, uh, <laughs> and number ten, The Pelican Brief. Oh, okay. Another a little Julia Roberts thriller. Yeah, right. Isn't, Isn't Julia Roberts in that? Th- yeah, and Denzel. I haven't maybe. seen that one yet. I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. That one's outside of my range. Yeah, but maybe worth a visit. I- I'm pretty sure it's Julia Roberts. It's about a bird, or yeah, uh, wearing a pair of underwear. Okay, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what Wikipedia is telling me. I'm yeah. looking it up right now. That's good enough for tenth best of the year. Okay, uh, do you want to do some music? Or, yeah, let's or talk about music. It? Okay, um, number one. Whitney Houston classic, I Will Always Love You. So we, we talked about the 1992 hits, and mm-hmm. you mentioned this song, because mm-hmm. Bodyguard did come out in 1992, but the single mm-hmm. for I Will Always Love You didn't get released until later. Yeah. Bodyguard came out around Christmas time, so there was just a little bit of a holdover there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were very much on point 
when you brought it up in the 1992 episode. Okay, Just cool. going to throw some credit at you. Thank you. All. Thank mm-hmm. you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you'll love this one, Tag Team. Oh, yes. Whoop, there it is. So I saw them perform that at halftime of a Bulls game. It was like 90s night at, Bulls, at uh, the United Center. The Bulls were playing the Timberwolves. And I went because I wanted to see Kevin Garnett. This is at the end of his career. He had kind of signed on for that victory lap, like mentorship role with the Timberwolves. And they were in Chicago and he'd been getting some minutes. And so I was like, I'm going to go. I want to see KG. I've never seen him play in person. And of course, he didn't play that game. He sat (laughs) on the bench the whole game. Fortunately, I was unaware that it was 90s night going in. And then tag team shows up at halftime and plays Whoop There It Is and just like... I, it, KG could have not even been in Chicago. I wouldn't have cared. Tag team playing Whoop There It Is was mind-blowing. And now they're back kind of in everyone's uh, yeah, eyesight that commercial. because of the commercial where they're talking about Scoop and Ice Cream. Scoop, there it is. Oh, Scoop, there we go. Yes, right. <laughs> French Vanilla, Rocky Road, right? What is it? Oh, man. Whatever. It's such a great commercial. You guys don't want to hear me struggle. Okay, what else? What else? Well, well, on the subject of basketball and hip-hop, there's uh, some divisive feelings about Notorious P.I.G., the, uh, uh, the, the rap, the battle rap in Space Jam Oh, 2, yes, 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 of course, of course. Are yeah. you pro or anti? That scene? Yeah. Um, it felt shoehorned in, like yeah. it didn't need to be there, and mm-hmm. it didn't really accomplish anything, and uh, nobody rapped back at him. So, read into that explanation what you will. You're anti. You're anti. I guess. I, that's how I feel, yes. I've got to say, you know, i got to say I'm pro. You're pro the scene. I'm pro, okay. yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, and, and kind of, because uh, there's no stakes, I don't really... I'm not going to sure. watch the movie again. Well, it's like we talked about in the in the Space Jam episode that that movie is just purely for fun. It's and for fun. so if you yeah. get bent out of shape about stupid stuff, you're just you're not in the right mindset to watch that movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, so let's see. That's that's number 2, number 3 can't help falling in love UB40. Oh, um, yes, an unnecessary cover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just skipping around 11, nothing but a G thing. Uh-huh. Dr. J- Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Number 12, the pre boy band, Boys to Men. Yes. In the Still of the Night. Great Ooh, song. All right. A little Brian McKnight. Yeah. All that. Good. Um, Two Princes, 28, Spin oh, Doctors. Spin Doctors. So, so uh, that album, I owned that album. And when mm-hmm. I bought it, I thought it was a Spin Doctors greatest hits. Little did I know that was just their only album. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they all were. They yeah, greatest hits. exactly. Yeah, you got some it. good songs, like Two Princes, like you said, but also Pocketful of Kryptonite is really good. Mm. Uh, I feel like there was another single of theirs, uh, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. That's how good they are. <laughs> um, let's see what else have we got here. Hip Hop Hooray, Naughty yes, by Nature, 45. Right. Which I think I had on the NBA at 50 CD. Don't ask me why I bought that CD, <laughs> but I was very into the NBA. <laughs> and uh, let's see, one more for the road, Cypress Hill, Insane mm, in the Brain, yes. number 65. Great song. What a classic. That, that still gets radio play. Yeah, you yeah. You hear that on, on a bunch of stations, it's still, which is impressive. Yeah, I still get excited when Cypress Hill comes on. Absolutely. For sure. It's just fun to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, <laughs> Hits from the Bong is <laughs> such a good song. <laughs> I love that song. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, Secret NBA. 
I almost did it again, Chris. <laughs> the secret stuff. The secret. The, the secret stuff, like MJ's secret stuff in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all comes back to There's Space Jam. There's lines. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, first impressions of Secret NBA. What do you think? Um, well, I've seen it before. Of course, um, and I have yeah. too. We've seen it together before <laughs> right. too, like yeah. decades ago. Yeah, I think uh, I first saw it, I think I bought this VHS tape off of eBay uh, yeah. uh, a long time ago. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was just a funny, you know, it was a funny little um, mic'd up sequence of all these players. Yeah. You get a little bit of their personalities or what they're showing to the camera. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, they're all characters. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something I've seen quite a few times, yes, but not that we've just watched it. Yes, and I haven't seen it probably in fifteen years. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, same time frame for me. Um, same opinion. It's imminently rewatchable. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because it's you're so gonna. Quick. It's quick. A lot of really quick. And if you want to get all of it and figure out who's saying what and what team they're on, even like there's a lot of guys who are on some teams in this movie that are on different teams in other movies or just in your in your recollection. Yeah. Um, but quick cuts and really entertaining to the point where we were cracking up laughing at it. <laughs> yeah. You might miss a clip while you're cracking up because it's so fun to watch. Uh, so would recommend. It definitely fits the bill of the other early 90s NBA entertainment yeah. movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the music is on point. Yeah. There are some songs that we've recognized from other NBA entertainment movies, but I'm not mad about that. No, no. It's re- yeah. <laughs> the, the the we were just talking about how musically driven the moods of all of these movies are. Yeah. Like you that's that's the overriding tone setter for, for how sure. you should how they want you to be feeling. Yes. Excited or pensive <laughs> yes and the music does such a good job of getting you into that mindset mm-hmm. um so props to the nba entertainment music department crushed it yeah i think the electronic drums i wonder if they did the whole thing on a casio keyboard because <laughs> you can simulate all of those sounds probably i bet it's just one dude with a keyboard yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah crushing it i wonder if it's all john tesh it might be all uh-huh. john tesh you know that would dude... be yeah. I'd be delighted to find out if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's no way it's true. But Round Ball Rock, obviously. Uh, I, I don't think we've heard Round Ball Rock yet, other than when we play it mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, have we heard it in any of the NBA Entertainment? Is is that the the theme? Dun, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that was the title. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's... sorry. <laughs> I'm showing off how nerdy I am. <laughs> Uh, yes, but that's. I don't think we've heard it. Have you? Have, have do you no, remember? No, no, no. Interesting. I wonder if we will eventually. I, I don't know what year that song first came out. Probably right around where we are now, though. Yeah, I would. I think that was an NBC song. Yeah, that was for the NBC broadcast. Okay, and this is a CBS Fox joint yeah. partnership making these uh, videos. So maybe that's maybe that explains it, or maybe it just wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough to say. It's one of those uh, songs that just kind of feels like it's always been there it just feels like basketball you hear that song and that's what it makes me think of it's a good song um okay so that was the music this uh secret nba also features like a bunch of segments everything is kind of grouped together with the appropriate other Mm -hmm. clips that that match so uh what are the segments that that stood out to you chris yeah yeah i mean they they start off with their best up i think is Mm -hmm. is the trash talk where they're talking about who talks the most trash in the league yep. and, uh, and what they'll say and the people they focus on are 
like Chuck Person, yes. Larry Bird. They had a little bit of a rivalry going, although, as Larry put it, I think Larry got the last word most of the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even uh, in the 90s. <laughs> I think he still had that, that edge. He was known for that, though. I mean, yeah. you've heard the stories about him uh, showing up to like the three-point shooting contest and yep. just saying, like, all right, boys, who's getting second today? Yes, he never even takes off his warm-up jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he that's was, cool. He just loved that. Yep. Um, and uh, who else was on that trash-talking sequence? Uh, well, they were talking about Larry Johnson. Michael Larry Jordan, Johnson, of course, yeah. got quite a bit. Yeah. Jordan talking about closing his eyes when he shoots the free throw. Oh, right, Saying yeah. welcome to the NBA to Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> which, Dikembe Mutombo never actually shown in the video. Did yeah. you ever see him? No, no, no. I didn't either. They talk about him a couple of times, but never actually, he never makes it on camera. Right. I guess he wasn't camera ready that day. <laughs> uh, too bad, because I love Mutombo. Um, <laughs> Grateful. What what who else was doing some trash talking? Um they just kind of had a bunch of no names talking about how good they were. Mm-hmm. And then they they had a quick they finished that segment with a quick cut of coach trash talk. Yeah, which yeah. in my opinion didn't really feel like trash talk so much as just complaining to the ref. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um okay, that was a great segment. What else? What else was there? Oh, the, um, you know, when the, they said you never let an official, like the official always gets the last word. Sure. As a good intro to the official segment. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like clips of officials telling coaches to calm down. Basically, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then a lot of um, interviews with the officials, they had that, you know, cutaway interview segment. And a bunch of them, so most of the people when they're sitting for their interviews, they kind of lean in towards the camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like across the board, all of the officials... We're sitting way back, leaning way back. What do you read into there? Uh, attitude. Attitude? Yeah. <laughs> kind nice. of an air of superiority. Yeah. Air of superiority that I feel like describes a lot of the referees in this video yeah. pretty well. Who do, you think's, uh, who do you think has that more? NBA officials or Major League Baseball umpires? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And, and the answer Thinking for sure... Thinking of Joe West specifically. Yes, and, yeah. and that's the answer, right? I mean, it's for sure the MLB mm-hmm. officials because mm-hmm. or the, the umpires because they what they say goes and there's no two-minute report. There's no, like... They don't get in trouble for anything, right? Right, right. NBA officials, I think, do. Like, uh, 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 what's the guy who was betting or was like accused of betting in that 2002 oh he was betting yeah yeah right 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 <laughs> Tim but, Donahue but does he still ref in the NBA no I think he's in jail I think so too yeah. that's my point I think that the MLB uh umpires you don't hear about them going to jail and no. who knows I mean there's always the people are always joking about well this umpire wants to get home early you know when he makes oh, a right, terribly right. bad call and there's yeah. nobody who's like doesn't that seem odd or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just love the uh, I just love the theatricality of the Major League Baseball umpires. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they. It's. I mean, the Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun right, comes that's to what mind I was of, yeah. Uh, because yeah, they are like over the top like that. You don't get that as much from an NBA ref uh, being over the top and demonstrative necessarily. No, but you're definitely primed for that from the the secret NBA because yes. every every video clip is just shouting, yes. which uh, which is great. It's like a you know it's like a YouTube compilation now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where uh, yeah, it's just one thing over and over again. Managers flipping out or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think there was maybe one clip of a referee kind of being very like his arms were up and behind <laughs> yeah. his head, and yeah, then he yeah. kind of like his shoulders like he pivot. Was doing some yeah some. 
some uh, gymnastics or right, it yeah, was yeah. weird. Some tai Chi or something. Yeah, yeah, there was something going on. It was an odd call. I couldn't figure out what the actual call was. No, it didn't look like an actual signal. It didn't. It couldn't have been. Was, I've never <laughs> seen it since. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that was a good segment. Uh, I know that there were two separate occasions where Carl Malone was interviewed mm -hmm. um, because he has a costume change. And his fashion is... Uh, well, it varies because in the first one, he's wearing, is it pink and purple with a big gold chain? Yeah, I think so. And then in the second one, I think he's wearing just like black and white. It's a little bit more subdued, but windbreakers mm -hmm. both times. Windbreakers for sure. Yeah, yeah. that was the fashion. <laughs> he, let's see. He's talking about, oh, in one of his interviews, he's talking about Michael Jordan dunking on uh, John Stockton. Oh, right. And then right. getting called out and, and dunking on the center after that. Uh, and then what? What else? He's just like he just wanted to be talked to. It seemed like. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know you. You've got no love for Carl Malone. He's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. There's no redeeming that. What he's done. Look it up. I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't remember what else he was talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great player. Uh, great player. Great player. I mean, if you can separate the art from the artist, yeah, mm -hmm. he's a great NBA player. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but but uh, secret NBA, it doesn't really seem like it has a through line. You know, there's right. no. They do have these these segments, the trash talk, the coaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it really, to me, just just feels more like a compilation of yep. of leftover footage. Up, yeah, leftover footage. Yep. Um, but I think they pull it off okay with it being short. It's only forty minutes with the. Like the preview of the commercial for other home videos. <laughs> Which was a pretty long commercial it was that pretty we sat long. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like a two-minute commercial for another NBA entertainment movie, which we will eventually get around to talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. overall, I think it works. I think it, yeah. it's it's fun for having on in the background. Definitely. It, While you're just clowning around with your friends yeah. or, or whatever, or anybody, really. I mean, there's no... It's not like vulgar, even though we're talking about trash talk and they do have to bleep out some things. It's really pretty family friendly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can kind of tell the videographers are having some fun with it, with yes. just how they, they present the camera shots and the effects they're using. The so. special effects were next level, especially when they were showing <laughs> the, like, the bloopers when people the would bloop. like, yeah, yeah. And they had this, like, weird wavy effect on everything. Yeah. Um, that was one of my favorites, was when the, uh, and I think yours too, when the two announcers are talking and one of them gets hit in the head with the basketball. <laughs> yeah, and at yeah. first he tries to play it off, like, oh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to finish my line. But then he finishes his line and goes, ah, I just got hit in the head with a basketball yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, like, okay, you're so close, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It had very, like, childish glee to it. Yes, he was <laughs> delighted to have been yeah. interacted with by an NBA player. Uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, other segments in this movie, though, were just, like, kind of boring things like the finals. And then they mm. showed clips from the, like, two or three movies that they had produced before this about yeah. the championship runs. Mm. Um, and that's where we heard some of the music get recycled. Saw a lot of clips that we had seen before. Right, uh, right. Not complaining about that. I, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, this movie really left me wanting more. No, no, no. This movie provides <laughs> everything you need from an NBA entertainment movie. Um, but it just became obvious to us because we've been immersing ourselves in all of this. That mm -hmm. they, were, they were recycling quite a bit. Um, but it was good. It was good. I would definitely watch it again, like even right now. <laughs> 
I might need a little break, but... Oh, yeah, okay, all right. If you say so, if you say so. All right. <laughs> but I could be down for Michael Jordan's Playground or one of those uh, Yeah, definitely. Of those other ones. Yeah, because I think these other videos where they kind of focus on a subject... Um, like you said, have more of a through line, are more entertaining, mm-hmm. I would say. Maybe not more entertaining. I shouldn't say that because we were definitely entertained by this. But it, more satisfying, maybe. Sure. Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, more complete story to it and not just yeah, a, a you know, hodgepodge. How, you how know? lazy of them to put together just like the extra stuff. But I thought, I, I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Definitely would recommend. So if you haven't watched it already, go back and watch it. Um, any final thoughts? Anything? Uh, any suggestions for our next episode? What do you think, Chris? Mm, well, let, we haven't talked about the other great team yep. uh, championship-wise of the 90s, so yep. I think we maybe delve into the Rockets in 94. Absolutely. 93, 94. I think that's a great choice. Let's see uh, an NBA without Michael Jordan for, yeah, yeah. for the second time in this series because we've already covered the 99 uh, Go Spurs Go. Right, right. But uh, yeah, let's see the, the mid-90s without Jordan, what could have been mm-hmm. if he had never existed. This is what it would have looked like maybe a yeah, little bit? Yeah, I don't know. Was Hakeem the, the second best player, would you, at that time? In the, in the mid-90s yeah, in the NBA? yeah. I think maybe if you choose one player to build a team around, you probably choose Akeem. Well, that's what the Rockets thought in 1984 when they drafted him first. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Michael Jordan. So yeah, we'll we'll delve into that when we when we watch the uh, the movie and talk about the episode, and we'll talk about uh, ranking the other NBA players. That'll be a nice little feature. Totally. Why don't we? We'll 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 cover that in the next episode. But. Uh, yeah, until then, if you want to get in touch with Chris or me, drop us a line at 90slam on Instagram or Twitter. Reach out to us via email, 90slampodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can visit our website and leave mm-hmm. a comment at 90slam.wordpress.com. You can send letters. Letters, yes. Mm-hmm. You know where to find us, 90slam.mail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> How many stamps? I think you need a few virtual stamps for oh, that one. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, like Bitcoin. Right? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. dough. Yeah, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know a lot about this stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so until next time, this has been 90s Slam. Yep. <laughs> it has. <laughs> and, uh-